Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina K. Do I say Tina K or I just say Tina? I can't fucking remember sometimes. And let me tell you something else. Did I record last week? I I remember saying on the last episode that because of that infusion and all of the Benadryl, there's some things I don't remember. And I feel like it's more distant with time, which is very concerning. I feel like I can't remember much of what I spoke about last week. I I remember very little. So if I repeat anything, I apologize. Because as I'm looking at the previous weeks, I'm like, yeah, there's holes in my story. Like, I'm, I'm drawing blanks. Let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about Sophia Ritchie's wedding. I know overnight we're all obsessed with <laughs> Sophia Ritchie. And I know the conversation of why are we all obsessed with her overnight? I have the answer, but that's what I want to talk about today. Okay, because for the first time in my life, I'm jealous of someone's wedding. Could you fucking imagine? I never thought I would say that, but I'll get into why. Okay, I have my drinks. I have some iced coffee. I think this is espresso. Yesterday, do you ever like really need an espresso? Yeah. Well, I feel like I say that all the time, but yesterday I was doing so much and I wanted to order, I wanted to order a coffee because I didn't have a minute to like run out to Starbucks and the fucking parking lot. Like it, it's always, I'm on Staten Island. Most of where the Starbucks are do not have a good parking lot, which to me is like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it does prevent me from going because I'll think to myself, I'm not, it's close But it's not walking distance, really. And I'm like, I'm not trying to fucking go over there. So I went on Uber Eats and I ordered delivery from a local coffee shop. I put in one coffee. The total was like $14. But then there was a coupon that if you spend a certain amount, there's money off. So I added more to the cart. And then the total, I added like four more things. And then the total was still $14 because of the coupon. So whatever. I ordered two different iced beverages. One was an iced Americano. One was an iced coffee with like, I think I ordered like a shot of espresso. When they came, they were not labeled, which is okay, whatever. But still, I couldn't tell what, which one was which. Whatever coffee was yesterday had no fucking espresso in it. It sucked. It tasted like, it tasted like it was water with a shot of coffee in it. This one today, I saved one for today. This one definitely has espresso in it, okay? (laughs) As you could tell. So my coffee's weird. It's like a day old, it's espresso. I don't fucking know. Nothing was labeled. The pastries it came with though, so I ordered from Beans and Leaves, if you're from around here. They're pretty popular. I've never went in and I've never ordered from them before from what I can remember. So this was like, my first time in my memory I may have in the past but I from what I know I ordered a crumb cake I love a crumb cake by the way and I make a good one too I ordered a crumb cake and it was um like a rainbow like an Italian rainbow cookie it was green I guess it was supposed to emulate that it wasn't very um, marzipani though it wasn't very like almond pasty so it wasn't that rich but it was still good you know I ate that okay 
Listen, <laughs> I have been eating like I'm broken. So if you see me look a little thick, mind your fucking business. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym because I, I was too lethargic. Then I got my period. I was too lethargic and dizzy. So gym is out. Now I'm feeling amazing. So I will not that like, you know, but summer's coming. Hello. I just tried on shorts and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been eating. <laughs> I've been eating. They fit, but my legs, you know, you know the vibe. I have to go back and I have to for um, my mental health as well because I feel very anxious lately. And if I don't work out, I'm way more anxious. Like something about going to the gym just really calms me down. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And let me explain why I'm bringing this up. So let's go over some purse. Oh, by the way, all that to say I have a fucking espresso. I also have my palm, but I mix it with water because I haven't been drinking water either. Okay, so that probably adds to the, what's it called? Lethargy, lethargy. (laughs) Can I just tell you what the fuck I did last, this week, last week, whatever. So right now it's Monday, the 24th. It is Cher's Gotcha Day. We got her two years ago today, and it's also my little sister's birthday. Yes, I did take over her birthday. It was an accident. If you want to know more about Cher, if this is your first time listening or whatever it may be, I do have an episode about how I got my puppy Cher and the whole story, but today is her Gotcha Day. Now, let me tell you, I bring her up because let me tell you what the fuck I did last week. Today is Monday on last Thursday, right? So after the episode was out, like, you know, there's days in between that from where I talk to you guys. Remember I said last week, there's something I can't tell you because of safety reasons. Here's what I couldn't tell you. My boyfriend was away. He was not in the country. Um, He went to go visit family for our Easter. So we celebrate Greek Orthodox Easter. And he went with his mom to go see his family, which is great. But I was here alone, which is also fine. But I can't say that. You guys get it, especially like women at home. You know what I'm talking about. You can't like say you should in any way. I don't know if you do, but you shouldn't really. I don't know. You know, I'm a paranoid person. You shouldn't say like when you're home alone. So that's what, that's what it was. It was not, I told you, it was nothing crazy. It was nothing special. It was nothing like influencer-ish, like big things coming. Can't tell you yet. No, literally it was nothing, but I couldn't say, oh yeah, I'm home by myself. (laughs) I'm here by myself. That's too dangerous to say. So that's all it was. Um, By the time you're hearing this, he's back. So it's safe to share that now. But yeah, if he's away or if I'm alone, I don't say it. Just because, you know, you know the vibes. Okay, Thursday. Thursday, I noticed something on Cher, right? And I don't know why I panicked so quickly, but I was scared that she had pyometra. And I thought she had an infection. I thought she had an infection that she doesn't have. She's fine. But I noticed something on her and I thought the worst only because of the symptoms that she was displaying. Turns out she just has um, a slight UTI. It's nothing major. 
She wasn't frequently urinating. She didn't have a fever. Literally, she didn't show signs of anything. She was depressed a little bit because he wasn't here. She's very attached to her dad as well. And she knows his schedule. Like right now, um, he's coming back tonight, but it's 5.30ish. So she's getting a little sad that he's not... You get the vibes. So I panicked because I didn't think it was a UTI because I looked up the symptoms of a UTI and it said frequent urination, accidents in the house, licking the um, licking the area a lot. She wasn't doing any of that, but I noticed other stuff. I'm not going to get like TMI, but I noticed other stuff that I was like, oh my God. I called the vet, obviously. I tell them what's going on and they're like, oh yeah, you got to bring her in. Can you come at 1030? Like at night, that was the earliest. So I was like, of course I can. But the way I panicked the entire day, <laughs> I was so fucking scared that something was wrong with her. I was, I, I just felt, I was just overwhelmed with so many, this is why I'm not a mother, by the way. This is why I'm not having fucking kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm talking about? I cried the whole day. Cried. I fucking sobbed, like sobbing, crying because I was so scared that something was wrong with her. (laughs) Now I'm like, you fucking dramatic bitch. (laughs) So anywho, I obviously told my mom, (laughs) like I I was texting, oh my God, mom, I think this, because she was at work. She called me on her lunch and I was trying not to cry because I didn't, I know my mom. If I'm upset or if something's going on, Cindy's on her way. You know, she don't, she doesn't leave me to fend for myself. She doesn't let me, you know, she doesn't want me to go through things alone. Like she knew he wasn't here. Like she didn't want me to deal with it by myself. And, you know, she's kind of all I got, babe. (laughs) So she calls me on her lunch break. I tell her what's going on. I start crying again. And then, um... She calls me after work and then she calls me around 8.30. She's like, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm fucking, cl- I cleaned the whole day. I cried and cleaned the whole day because I was so stressed out. But I was also like crying because I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to take her to the vet. She's going to be so fucking scared because when we go to the vet, we go together. And I don't know if I mentioned this before and I feel like I'm just like on a tangent. I'll, I'll, I'll move on from this in a second. She's protective of me, right? But when he's around, she's a little bit more chill. Like she doesn't feel that she has to protect me as much. I don't know how she gathered this. I don't, this wasn't taught to her. I also didn't teach her to protect me. I taught her that I advocate for her. She's never had to defend me. Like this is something she made up on her own. It also, it's also something with the breed. They pick, Chows will pick one person. That's their person. And they protect them at all costs, no matter what you fucking train them to do, right? I'm that person. It could also be that she could smell um, the sickness. Like dogs are good emotional support animals, good service animals, because they can smell your differences. They could smell if you're not well. They could smell if you have high blood pressure. They could smell all these different things, right? She might smell it. I have no fucking idea. So I was also overwhelmed because I'm like, she's going to be so fucking upset at the vet. He's not here. Anyway, it was, it wasn't something that I could put off until he's back because obviously I would want to do that, but I'm not going to let her suffer. You know what I mean? Like she depends on me 
she we have to advocate for our children and our pets like they can't do nothing without us i'm not gonna let her just sit here and be uncomfortable because that's the other thing i don't know if she's uncomfortable i don't know if she was in pain of anything and for pyometra i'm like holy shit don't fucking google it because it's very scary it's very scary so 8 30 my mom calls and she's like what are you doing i said what do you mean what am i doing fucking blowing my hair out (laughs) i took a shower i cleaned i'm doing my hair i was trying to keep myself busy but i couldn't work to keep myself busy because i was crying like i couldn't do content like there was nothing i could do so i was just cleaning you know i was like let me wash my hair let me shower blow it out it'll keep me you know busy and stuff so then she's like i'm on my way And then I was crying even more because I felt so bad that I'm, it's always fucking something like it's always something. And I, I promise I wasn't sobbing to her to like make her feel guilty. I just couldn't even hold it in. Like I, I was talking to her about it and she was like, what are you, are you crying? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) because I didn't want her to be alarmed either. Do you get, you get what I'm saying? So anyway, we took her to the vet and she was fine. She has a fucking UTI. However, I fucking knew that. And I asked them on the phone, should I bring a urine sample? And they were like, no, it's okay. I got there. We were in the waiting room. I said, give me one of them sterile cups because I'll go get a urine sample for her. I took her outside. I got a urine sample. Sure enough, we didn't have to do a crazy x-ray. We didn't have to do the fucking crazy blood work and stuff because that's what I was scared of too. Like at the vet we go to, they don't let the parents come when you do blood work or x-rays i don't know why i'm sure they have many reasons i try not to butt in because i'm not a professional vet i was worried about that too like she's gonna be so fucking scared like in the back where's my mom and that shit fucks with me (laughs) that fucks with me like i i'll try to think from her perspective and i don't know if that's toxic i don't know what that is but this is why i get so crazy like i am helicopter mom times a thousand and this is all, all that to say, this is also why I'm not a fucking mom. Okay. I don't want to hear it. No one better after Thursday, no one better ever say that shit to me again. I was in the vet's vet office while we were waiting for the vet. I was looking at my mom like, you're insane. Cause my mom has four kids. You're fucking crazy. You did this four times <laughs> and this is just a puppy and I am having a meltdown about it. <laughs> Oh my God, the way my eyes were swollen. I was just so scared. So anyway, the vet, I was like, can you test the urine first? That way we don't have to like put her through. Because the other thing is you don't want to re-traumatize your pet. I don't want to fucking re-traumatize her or take her to the vet and traumatize her at the vet and and make her scared of the vet for no reason. She She has to be okay with going there if there is a real emergency. They did the urine test. She's fucking fine. Okay. She's not even frequently urinating. Like I'm on it. I take her the second I think she has to go pee pee so she don't have to hold it. So there's no pain. Anyway, she's doing so much better. She's, she seems, you know, since we started the antibiotics, she seems way less uncomfortable. She seems fine. She's fine. But just the whole episode of me being a fucking drama queen. So I don't know if it was because my anxiety is just like, maybe because of my period, maybe because the medications like I have no fucking idea but I gotta get back in that gym because (laughs) my anxiety was so bad I got a stiff neck I'm still kind of suffering from it I couldn't sleep all night I was in so much pain like all this whole weekend my fuck half my neck is stiff my left shoulder's tight 
like my um what are they called what's on the top here your traps my traps are swollen i'm all fucked up so <laughs> that's that's what happened last week there you go i'm a fucking dramatic bitch like i'm helicopter mom times a thousand i know everything about her i know when something's off and that was a terrible experience <laughs> that was horrible I didn't eat the whole day either that when the vet was like, she has a UTI, she's okay. You just need antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. You come back in two weeks. I was starving. Once I relaxed, I was fucking starving because I can't eat when I'm stressed. I'm one of those people. Okay. I'm taking in so much air. Um, what else? What else did I want to tell you? Oh, so we're definitely going to talk about the Sophia Richie wedding. I don't have a specific topic, but... Besides that, just because I know I'm going to carry on about the wedding. I do have a couple of hot topics that I, you know, wanted to go over. Uh, But yeah, that's why I don't have a main topic. I figured we could just hang out and discuss, you know, just discuss the fluffy shit. I've had a stressful two weeks. (laughs) We could just discuss the fluffy shit. And what is next week? I think next week, what's the schedule? What's the date? What's the date? Next week, I think I tell you the story of how I got diagnosed, which is okay. You know, I thought I would be very anxious about it, but I'm not. I had a friend here yesterday. I was doing her makeup for something she was going to. I still freelance, but I kind of just freelance for like people I know. Um. So anyway, she was here yesterday and we were talking about just like things and it came up. And usually that would fuck up my entire day. If someone would bring it up to me or tell me a story, she told me somebody else has the same thing. Saying the word still kind of like makes me uncomfortable only because then it comes up in my fucking algorithm. And that might, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But she was telling me somebody else has the same thing and is not doing well. And that, if that was last year, I would have had to medicate myself to go to sleep. Like that would have really sent me into a spiral. But yesterday I was fine. I was fine. And then she has no idea about this, by the way. And then, cause I don't like put it on people like, oh, don't say that in front of me. I don't do that to people. That's very uncomfortable. The world can't accommodate my triggers and I'm not about to move that way. I'm a grown adult. I need to handle my own triggers on my own time that's no one else's responsibility so she obviously didn't know that but I feel like even after she left like what I would usually do if that would come up I would you know isolate myself and have my own spiral and self-medicate and you know just like have a breakdown I didn't I was fine I literally forgot about the conversation until just now so I feel like I'm getting so much better so I'm actually looking forward to talking about it next week if it's not cringe if that's cringe though can you tell me send me a dm on the instagram my big sisters podcast send me a dm if that's like if that's like not a topic we should even discuss you could tell me because i'm cool like that you know i'm not a fan of like when other people really make their whole personality their thing i just feel like that gives it a little too much power i'm not about that you know but I also, but I also know that sometimes talking about it makes other people feel seen and makes other people feel 
I don't know, feel better in a way. Like if you're going through a breakup and you hear from somebody and you watch somebody that is also going through a breakup makes you feel less alone. So just let me know what you think about it because I don't have to do that next week. We really, we really don't. We really do not have to talk about it. But if you would like to hear about it, I'm okay to share. If you, I'll do a poll. That's what I'll do. Later on, I'll do a poll and you let me know. But that's the schedule for next week. So this week, I'm just going to talk about hot topics because I have too much going on. Stressful two weeks. I'll be back to normal next week. Okay. What did I cover so far? Oh, okay. Hot topics. Did you see all this buzz about Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell? They're, they're filming a movie together, but all of their like not filming moments, it looks like they're a little too cuddly. And the girlfriend unfollowed Sid, Glenn Powell's girlfriend. Un, Sydney Sweeney is that hot girl. One of the hot, I mean, they're all gorgeous. One of the, the blonde hottie from Euphoria. That's Sydney Sweeney. She's Stunning. Sydney Sweeney is hot. Imagine your boyfriend filming a movie and that's the co-star and they're all kissy kissy. And then and then when they're not filming, they're very cozy. So anyway, the girlfriend, you know, the internet sleuths. Apparently the girlfriend unfollowed Sydney and the boyfriend. And apparently they broke up over this. And the internet is going crazy because like some people are like, oh, they're filming together. These are shots from the movie. And then some people are like, no, that's a little too cozy. I have to agree. I understand that when you're an actor, professionally, you're probably going to, depending on the type of actor you are, professionally, you're, you're going to have to like hook up with people in a movie. I get that part. I really do. But the, listen, I'm one of those people that's like, hmm. Can men and women be friends? <laughs> I know that they can. I know that there's a lot of scenarios that maybe you guys have a very close friend that is a guy or vice versa. In my experience, okay, I've been able to stay friends with the opposite sex and been fine with it, right? Now, I don't know if... I don't want to cause drama, but I don't, I've never had a, ma- a male friend that didn't want to be with me. Okay. So that's been my experience in the, all of these 32 years. I'll be 32 in July. That's been my experience. So I'm not really a believer of like, oh, men and women can be close friends. Mm, I don't know about that. Only because of the men. I don't think it's really on the women. It's really like the men. Like to me, I don't give them that much credit. Like I really don't. I don't, I really don't believe they can do that without, and again, maybe it's just because of my personal experiences. Maybe it's because of where I grew up. I know in other, other places, men could be more like on that friendship to, I don't know, but where I grew up, it didn't work like that around here. Okay. Any guy friend that I thought we were close and we were cool in some way, ended up admitting they wanted to be with me in some way. Do you know what I mean? So when I look at this, I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no. And when I, when I've had boyfriends, and and you know, a girl will come around. Oh, we're like we're like best friends. He's like my brother. No, the fuck you're not. No, you're not. And I'm not falling for that. And that's not gonna swing over here. And I don't care. You could tell me, oh, but she's a lesbian or she no, because the problem is not her. It's usually the guy. You're not. No, 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 no. 
I don't buy none of that. And that's just my opinion though. You know what I mean? doesn't mean anyone else has to, has to go with that or believe that, or it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm sure it does. I'm sure some of you are like, no, bitch, I have a fucking guy best friend and we're actually friends. Okay. Okay. And that's you guys. That's not something I've ever experienced. So when I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'm Glenn Powell's girlfriend. I'm with her. I'm with her. And now as far as Sydney, I don't know, because I, I just, I don't know. And you also have to think, you don't know what the fuck he's telling her. Cause that's the other thing. I don't always blame the side piece. If that's the case here, I don't always, I don't go to the girl first. Like I'm not thinking like, oh, she knew and she, no, I don't go to the girl first because these men say anything. Okay. We know that. We don't even need to have that class today. You don't need that lesson today. We know these men say anything. You have no fucking idea what he's may or may not be telling her in the trailers while they're getting ready to film or when they're offset and like, oh, want to grab a coffee? You have no idea what he's telling her. It could be fucking anything. So I agree with the girlfriend. What else do we have? <clears throat> um... Oh, did you see Bed Bath Beyond is closing for good? Do you guys shop there? We have one here on Staten Island. And once Amazon became more prevalent for home things, literally anything, like you could literally get anything on Amazon at this point. I haven't been to Bed Bath & Beyond in so long. I went when we moved because we needed to get like towels immediately. Like I couldn't wait for an Amazon order. And, um, I went there like that was one time in years. And even when I went, it was already like, it looks like it was closing, but they said it's not. And now they finally filed the chapter 11. They sent out the emails and now they're going to start closing down the stores. But all I thought was, Ooh, are they going to have some sales? <laughs> are, are you guys sale shoppers? Like, oh my God. Hitting a store when it's about to close and everything is 90% off. Oh, it's like hitting the lottery, especially a store with things you can use, like not just bullshit or like you're just finding a reason to fucking purchase that. No, things like how Bed Bath & Beyond has home stuff, towels, sheets, everything, pots and pans, appliances, baby things, pet things. Oh my God, this, I hope the sale is good and they don't just like, cause it's possible that the sales won't be good. And then they give, I, I read up on this. It's possible that the sales won't be good. And then they sell their, their merchandise to a partner like TJ Maxx or Marshall's. And then all of those things will be in TJ Maxx and Marshall's instead of them being 90% off and just like trying to get everything out. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious. I will be going over there. <laughs> I will be going over there. When I, not like right now, because the sales probably won't be that good. I'm talking about like, let me know the day before they close, because then I will go in and let's see what's going on. Um, What else do I have? I think that's really it. Everything else is, <laughs> everything else I have written down is the Sophia Richie wedding stuff. Oh, I do have one more thing. Okay, this one's crazy. This one's crazy. Remember we were talking about the Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito case? So news just came out that allegedly, allegedly Brian Laundrie's mother, Roberta Laundrie, wrote Brian a letter that described 
something along the lines of digging a fucking grave and that she would help him and that he needs to burn the letter after he reads it. Well, he didn't burn the fucking letter. And now Gabby's family, the Petito family, Gabby's family, is fighting to have this letter submitted into the case because, you know, they're suing they're suing the laundries for... Um, I don't know what there's... I don't know what you could sue for. Maybe like... I don't know what you could sue for, but they the laundries... Um, the Petito family believes that the laundries helped him with this crime. Now, based on that fucking letter, in my opinion, my whole mind changed about this case completely. I When I heard this, my brain was like, hold the fuck on. So she wrote her son some crazy little letter about how she would help him bury a fucking body. And why did she write that in a letter? She, the mother, Roberta Laundry, claims that she wrote that as like a quirky way to resolve their relationship months before this happened. Bullshit, Roberta. Nobody fucking believes that. This is my opinion, right? I think now, I didn't think this before, but now I think Gabby, because apparently Gabby was living with them at some point, right? I think Gabby was living with them and Gabby and the mother didn't get along too good. And maybe that was something she didn't want to share with her parents because you know how it goes. Like, you know how it is. You know how it is. A lot of um, DV victims protect their abusers and they'll be they'll be laid up with that man and protecting him at all costs, telling their family, oh no, everything's fine. Oh no, I love his parents. Like that's what happens, okay? And it happens more often than not. So now I'm thinking Gabby was protecting the family and him this whole time and not telling her family the truth that maybe Roberta wasn't so kind to her. Maybe they got into it sometimes. Maybe Brian was always abusive in some way. And maybe Roberta and Gabby had their own issues going on. And maybe Roberta was putting fucking thoughts in his head. Or I don't fucking know. But why would you write him a crazy letter like that? Why would you do that? Now things are starting to make sense here. Because a lot of abusive men have moms who... Didn't we fucking talk about this last week? With Macy's ex, um, ex-boyfriend ex and her child's father. What's his name? Ryan or something. And that the parents always co-signed for him. The parents always um, defended him. Yeah, this is very similar. For whatever reason, whenever somebody abusive, it's usually a man. And when his mother fully co-signs everything he does, it makes them worse. I'm thinking that's what was going on with this case. Now, now that's what I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking Roberta was in on this the entire time. I think when they lived together, they had issues. I think that's why they moved out. And I, th- and she kind of outed herself saying like, oh, I wrote him the letter to try to, to try to mend our relationship because, because apparently they weren't talking for a year. Or maybe it was Gabby saying, I can't live with your mother anymore. She's crazy. Cause you know how these things go. I, 
she outed herself with that letter. Why would you even write that in a letter? The whole thing is crazy. And I hope they are able to submit this into evidence that the laundries definitely had something to do with this murder and they pay the price because that is insanity. That's insanity. I can't, I, that caught me off guard. I didn't think that before. Prior to knowing about this letter, I thought, okay, this guy's fucking crazy. His parents got dragged into it. What are you supposed to do when it's your kid? Maybe they really didn't. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they really didn't know what he did with her and was just like waiting to see because it's their child. But now I think that Roberta especially knew and she had something to do with it, if not planted seeds to have it done because you know how things get. It's called emotional incest. Look it up between a between a mother and a son. Look it up. Okay? Because it's giving that. And I hope the Petitos get their way and get this thing submitted because that it's almost like an admission. It's almost like a confession. Oh my God. Fucking scary. Okay. Moving on. Because that's dark. Let's just get into the fucking wedding. Okay. Okay. So starting last week, Sophia Richie. Sophia Richie is Lionel Richie's daughter. You know the song? Hello, is it me you're looking for? And the song is like big in the 40-year-old virgin. I think that song, that that song always reminds me of the movie, the 40-year-old virgin. That's who that is, Lionel Richie. He has uh, three kids, two daughters. One of them is Nicole Richie that you might remember. She was best friends with Paris Hilton. What was their show? They had a show together. Fuck, I can't remember it now. I loved that show and I love Nicole Richie. That's her little sister, Sophia Richie. She's now 24 years old. Prior to dating her now husband, she was dating Scott Disick. So this is who we're talking about, right? Starting last week, she started posting on TikTok that um, like doing get ready, get ready with me. I'm, I'm in the south of France getting ready for my wedding weekend. <laughs> Out of nowhere, she had TikTok, right? Prior to her having TikTok, she was uh, on Octopus Lover, a his TikTok. You know, Jake, he does the funny skits. He went viral on TikTok um, the last two months because he does like the, fu- his fucking content is so funny. And we found this um, a couple months ago. And he'll, he would randomly like upload a, a video with Sophia Richie and everyone was like, oh my God, you know her, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All of this starts to add up, right? And now as of today, Monday, April 24th, everybody's obsessed with her in this wedding and the wedding happened over the weekend in the South of France at the very famous hotel Eden Rock. This fucking wedding <laughs> is so beautiful. I didn't even know this hotel existed. Little old me, humble me in Staten Island. I didn't know this hotel existed. I knew that South of France is a gorgeous place to visit. I've always wanted to visit. I'm aware of the area and like other hotels that are there. And there's even beautiful Airbnbs you could stay over there. I know that it's gorgeous, right? I just didn't know about this hotel. Now that I'm piecing it together, I've definitely seen pictures of this hotel and stuff, but I've never, I just like didn't know about it. But apparently it's a very expensive hotel and it's a very um, affluent hotel and all the celebrities stay there. I looked up the prices, okay? Because I was like, okay, hold on. We got to redo the vision board real quick. 
I looked up the prices. A fucking suite is $7,000 a night, bitch. Okay, a suite. Like a one-bedroom suite. I always look up the rate of a one-bedroom suite because I'm fucking annoying. And I really don't want to stay. I'm the t- No, I'm not the type that's like, oh, I'm not really going to be in the room, so I don't care. No, I'm going to be in the fucking room. I am. I'm going to be in the room. And guess what? My shit is going to be all over the place in the room. My clothes are going to be hung up. All my things are going to be laid out. I'm going to set up my fucking makeup in front of the sunlight. I'm all over that room. Okay. I can't even be in a regular room because I take over the whole thing. You got to get your own room. Like if we're not getting a one bedroom suite, go get your own room. Cause I'm going to take over this whole thing. So I always look at the price of the one bedrooms of where I want to stay. You know, the, you know, in a hotel, you can get one of those suites where it's like, you also have a living room. And you might even have like a little, not just a mini fridge, but like a cocktail area, like a cocktail bar area, a little desk in case you, you know, in case you're working. Sometimes there's a double bathroom. Sometimes there's like a huge walk-in. Those rooms. I always look up that price because I'm not kidding myself here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even going to fake it. I'm not going if it's, that's just me. Okay. And I'm not saying I can, I'm not saying that I'm wealthy and like spoiled. I'm saying if I'm going to take the time, right, to travel and spend the money and spend the time, why I'm not going to do it and then be not comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like if we're flying that many hours, going that far, why am I going to do it and know I'll be fucking uncomfortable? I'll just go somewhere else, maybe less expensive but still have a bigger room. So that's my mentality, right? So I looked up the fucking rate of a one bedroom, 7,000 a night. That's just the starting, because you know it's not really 7,000. It's starting 7,000, or maybe I'm wrong. It's 7,000 euros, so what is that? Way more in American dollar, plus the whatever taxes, plus they add on the service fees and stuff, because you tip, but they added in the bill, all the little service fees. By the time you fucking check out, it's like $30,000 <laughs> a night, a night. That's how fucking expensive it is, okay? But it is so gorgeous. Go go look it up. Eden Rock Hotel, south of France. Go look it up. Every fucking room is beautiful, decked out, okay? The most gorgeous fabrics, beautiful bedspreads beautiful colors, beautiful views. Like you could probably stay in any fucking, you could stay in the hallway of that place and it will still be beautiful. Like gorgeous hotel. They rented out, Sophia Richie and her husband rented out, I guess, the entire establishment for this whole week. They had it. For, well, we don't even know when they got there. It could have been longer but they rented out the whole place. No one else is staying there right now. You can't, like, if you wanted to go right now, you can't because they took up the whole place. I didn't even know you could fucking do that. But they're very, very wealthy. So I got all the info on who her husband is, how they met, how did this even happen, and why is this so, why is this so important? Why is everybody obsessed overnight? Okay, so let's start with Sophia Ritchie. Sophia Ritchie, like I said, she's 24 and she is Lionel Ritchie's daughter with um, supermodel. God, I forgot her name already. I didn't write it down because her mom wasn't talked about a lot. It was really about her dad and Nicole and um, her husband. They didn't mention the, the mom a lot. I think her name is Diane, Di- Diane Alexandra. She's She was a model, beautiful woman. Excuse me, I'm taking in so much air. 
gorgeous woman. So that's Sophia's parents. Sophia has been a model for a long time. She's been, she used to be friends with Kylie Jenner. She's been around the Kardashians. She started dating um, Scott Disick, which was very weird because he's much older. She started dating Scott Disick years ago and they broke up in the beginning of 2020 and they broke up because she gave him an ultimatum like, what are you doing? Do you want to be with me or do you want to be with Courtney? Which we all kind of saw. If you know anything about the Kardashians, you kind of saw that like, I can imagine being with Scott is very uncomfortable because he's obsessed with Courtney still. And he's like low key fucking not even low key. Sorry. He's very open about that. And I understand that that's the mother of his kids. But like, okay, boundaries, though, like you're not going to be together. She don't want to be with you. She has her own boyfriends. And Scott would have meltdowns about it. And I'm sure Sophia was like, okay, what the fuck? They broke up in 2020 because of that. 2021, she starts dating Elliot. So who the fuck is this Elliot? First of all, I think he's handsome. He's very tall. I think his face is very good looking. Handsome guy. And he's only 29, which is more appropriate. Like her dating Scott, I get it. Like, but how old was she when they started hooking up and then started dating? If she's 24 now and they broke up in 2020, how old? I don't know how old she was when they started dating. And I'm sure we won't get the real age. Maybe they said 18. I fucking doubt it. She was probably 17 or something. That's creepy to me because Scott is much older. And I know a lot of us have done. I've dated older. It's common. It doesn't mean that it's. I don't know. I feel like when you're that young, being 30 and dating someone much older is way more different than being 19, 18 and dating someone much older. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit like, hold on. You haven't even hit second puberty yet. Like you haven't, <laughs> your, your frontal lobe has not even fully developed yet. Like give it time. Okay. But 24 and 29 to me is much more appropriate and it looks like they have great chemistry. They they just look, it just looks more wholesome. It looks, it looks great. So Elliot is Elliot Grange. I might be saying that wrong. Elliot Grange and he is the son of Lucian Grange. Lucian Grange is the CEO and chairman of Universal Music Group. And Universal Music Group is a huge music label that has tons of popular artists signed, including Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie and Lucianne have been good. Fr- I might be saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. Have been great friends for a long time. So Elliot and Sophia grew up together. Isn't that fucking cute? Oh my God. To me, that is so cute. That is so cute because they, she probably feels like so comfortable around him like you know like that family friend you know for a long time and like you're kind of raised like cousins or whatever not maybe not even that but like you know each other like you you've known each other forever you grew up together and the story is apparently they never took interest in each other and then in 2021 I guess things changed and they started dating he proposed April 2022 And now they're married, April 2023. I think that is just such a cute story. Now, is this something made up? Was this something planned from the beginning? I have no fucking idea. With celebrities, you really never know. You really don't. Like, so many things could be orchestrated because they have the resources to the best PR teams ever. 
And PR is just marketing. It's just literally marketing to the public. So it's just, you know, creating an image for people, creating a storyline. Like you have to be a creative person to be in that field. And that's, that's, you know, that's the lifestyle they have. That's the resources they have. They're both in music. They're both in entertainment. They're both celebrities. And they're both Nepo Babies. Nepo Babies is a child of very famous rich people. <laughs> very famous rich people, meaning like their parents are close to like millions of dollars, right? Super wealthy plus resources. So wealthy and resources. So by the time you're an adult, but by the time these kids are adults, they have the ability to get a great job, a great career. Like they're just set up for life. And on top of being set up for life, you could be a fucking idiot, but you're in a room with all of these great people who also have great resources. And that's where you meet your fucking husband. Like it just, it goes so deep, right? It's more than just, okay, you have money from your parents. It's you have resources, you have networking, you have connections. Some Sometimes you just get the opportunity because of your last name. So both of these people, Sophia and Elliot, are Nepo babies, okay? Nepo babies. And now they're married to each other and now they're going to have a super Nepo baby. <laughs> now they're going to have a super duper Nepo baby. Um. Okay, so now they're married. But the reason this was going so crazy is because... The PR surrounding the wedding. A lot of people were speculating in the very beginning of this that Sophia is the new Chanel girl because Chanel had a lot of bad press prior to this wedding. They had bad press. Like if you're into fashion and stuff, they had bad press because they raised their prices. And the reason they raised their prices is so shady. Chanel raised their prices because they don't want everyday people to be wearing their bags. They want the people who spe- who go into Chanel and spend 30000 every two months. That's insane. They want the people that go in like regularly, like can spend insane amount of money. They want those people in Chanel. They don't want us in Chanel. I'm just being honest with you. They don't want us in Chanel. They don't. So they raise their prices. That's the only reason they raise their prices. They didn't raise it because things cost more money, labor costs more money. All that shit's made in China like everything else. They raise their prices because they want the brand to remain affluent. They want the brand to remain exclusive, too expensive for you. You can't wear that. That's not for you. They want you to go in and feel uncomfortable unless you're one of the people that's... This is why I don't fuck with things like that, okay? You know I'm not a big designer person, but this is why. If I've never seen people like me in their clothes, whether it be height, shape, size, I don't really mess with that because you don't want me in it anyway. Like, why should I give you money? That's that's my mentality on it. And if ever I am in a designer, it's probably secondhand or it's probably vintage because I'm a vintage girl type. Okay. So that's why they raised the prices. It gave them a lot of bad press. On top of that, they had bad press because of the Margot. Is that her name? Margot Robbie? That gorgeous girl from Wolf of Wall Street? Because of Margot Robbie, because she had a Chanel contract. So if you didn't know, when you're a celebrity, you can sign deals with different houses. They're called fashion houses. So there's the Chanel fashion house. There's the Dior fashion house, a Louis Vuitton fashion house. The, the houses that don't only make a bag, they make shoes, they make jewelry, they make fine jewelry, meaning like diamonds and gold and platinums and stuff and emeralds. 
They make sometimes home stuff. They make um, accessories, hair accessories, cold weather accessories. Like Chanel makes skiing stuff, sports accessories, clothing. And celebrities can sign to these houses. And then when they go on red carpets, part of the contract is you only wear that brand. You only wear Chanel. Like you become kind of like an ambassador, right? But every time, and you also get a stylist with that. So you don't just get a celebrity stylist, like these amazing celebrity stylists like um, Law Roach, who we talked about. You have to get their in-house stylist. Well, whoever, whoever was styling Margot Robbie didn't look good. And if you didn't know, a lot of what you see and a lot of what makes a celebrity enticing is their stylist. It's not really the makeup. It's the fucking stylist because the stylist has the, it's a brand architect like Laura Roach says. They have a say on the makeup and the hair. So they'll pull a look, right? They'll pull an outfit for you with shoes and jewelry and all. And then they talk to your makeup artist and then they talk to your hair person and discuss, okay, I think for this outfit, we should do this kind of makeup and this type of hair. And the, and the makeup artist and the hair person can also say like, um, I think this will be better and, and you can collaborate, but it's really the stylist who determines your success as a celebrity because fashion has so much influence over so many things. It goes way, remember in Zebel Wears Prada, it was chosen for you by the people in this room. Fashion controls a lot of shit, okay? And America's run on capitalism, and a lot of capitalism has to do with fashion, right? Okay, so you understand. So Margot Robbie, her her whole, she's gorgeous, right? But did we ever see anything positive about her in the press, about her looks on the red carpet, more opportunities for her because she is just so stylish and all the girls want to dress like her? No, the only thing we heard is that she's hot and she's a really good actress, because she can nail those fucking accents. Like, she's so good, right? But that's it for such a talented actress. And that's because whoever was her stylist in the Chanel house for all of these red carpets through the years did not do her justice. And now she's finally out of that contract. And now she's dressing great. And now she's coming back up. But having a not so good stylist as a celebrity is detrimental. And it sounds ridiculous, like as we're real people in the fucking world, like Kim, people are dying. Like I know how how fucking ridiculous and stupid it is, but I'm just telling you how it is in that industry. I'm not telling you that's the way it should be or that you should even fucking care about it or that it's important any way, shape or form. It's not, it's fucking stupid. But I'm just telling you to go along to like explain the wedding and stuff and why the PR train behind this was so successful. So anyway, Chanel was getting a lot of bad press. People weren't buying it. People were still wearing Chanel bags and going to the Chanel store and buying stuff and blah, blah, blah. But they were not one of the top girls because they also changed the way they make their bags. They do not make those lambskin, supple leather bags that were so valuable when you and I were in high school Like that's, no, the bags don't appreciate like they used to. Everything changed, especially because of TikTok, because people who have a lot of sense in fashion and know a lot of things, we're making videos about this. You can go look at it. Look up Chanel 
bags on TikTok and there's going to be tons of stylists and designers and people heavy into fashion with a real career in fashion explaining to you why the Chanel bag is not even worth your money at this point. So they had tons of bad press. Well, what can rescue that? A fucking wedding, baby. I think, and a lot of people think this as well, a lot of people saw Courtney and Travis's wedding on Hulu. Remember I told you we were watching the Hulu documentary on Courtney and Travis's wedding, and it was pretty much sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. The whole wedding was designed by Dolce & Gabbana. The whole thing was a Dolce & Gabbana ad. Any any photo taken there, any video taken there, the Hulu documentary, all of that was a Dolce & Gabbana sponsor. Why did they do that? Because Dolce & Gabbana had bad press. They said racist things in the past. I think they even said something negative about the Kardashians. And people were not fucking with them. Because why would we put money in your pockets when you're fucking racist? You're talking shit. Like, why would you want to do that? Think about it. If you found out I said something terrible about you, would you give me $1,000? No. You'd be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm going to get my makeup done by somebody else. Like, I'm not going to you. You were talking shit about me. That's literally what was happening. So Dolce & Gabbana had bad press. How do you fix that? Contact Kris Jenner. So then they did, they sponsored Courtney's wedding and the whole wedding, everything, all of the outfits, all, the whole family was dressed in Dolce & Gabbana. The linens that you saw designed this wedding, you know how they had like all these dramatic, like there was red tones, jewel tones, gold tones. And it was somewhere in Italy. Whole thing sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. I think whoever on Sophia's PR team is or Chanel's PR team, they came together. Maybe they're friends. Because remember I told you the PR girls be friends. And that's really how you get the deals. It's like more about who you know versus how talented you are. Okay. They got together and were like, oh, you just got engaged? Well, hold on. What do you think about Chanel? And I think they put together this whole, it will not think, they did. They put together this whole thing where Chanel is essentially sponsoring Sophia Richie's wedding to Elliot Grange. And on top of it, you can tell because Vogue posted Sophia's dresses before she made it down the fucking aisle. It, like an hour before she made it down, down the aisle, Vogue posted an exclusive of all of her custom Chanel wedding dresses. If there's a jump cut, <clears throat> I had to pee so bad. I know, TMI. I drink all these beverages while I'm sitting here. I couldn't even hold it no more. Okay. So what was I say? Oh, Vogue posted before she made it down the aisle, all of her what, sh- custom Chanel wedding looks. So what does that tell you? She also sold the story to Vogue. Now, listen, I fucking love this because she monetized her wedding. She's only 24. This is kind of young to be married, but it's it's a good age. And I'm sure they really are in love. But this girl is fucking smart, okay? She might be a Nepo baby, but she's using her resources. She's not lazy. She's using those resources. And you might think like, well, girl, she just got married. It was happening either way. Yeah, but she could have turned it down. Her dad's worth $200 million. Her now husband's worth I think 50 million or something like that. His his dad's wealthy. Like she doesn't need to take these deals. And I'm sure they have a prenup. But either way, she's going to be fine. 
Like, and before this wedding, even while she was with Scott Disick, she had her own modeling career. So even if everyone else fell away, she was still making a good income, a very livable income. She would still be able to like drive a Benz if she wanted to and have a very bougie apartment somewhere in a high rise. Like she would still be very, very successful and wealthy because of her modeling career. She had great deals in the past and she was still working. And then she could have came and been an influencer and get deals like that just from like having celebrity friends. So she didn't really need to take these opportunities, but she did. And that is very smart. And I love to see it. Oh my God, I fucking love to see it. Like I would usually be like, oh my God, too young to be married, girl. Live your your life. But this was so smart. And on top of it, they do look like they have some chemistry because you know I'm first to call bullshit. And maybe I'm wrong. But I think they, they look like a very lovely couple. He seems like a very nice man. He's not in the spotlight at all. He's not posting. There are no pictures on his Instagram. I couldn't find anything else on him. And again, that could be part of PR. It's very easy to, when you have teams like that and money like that, you can clean up a lot of the information about yourself on the internet. But wouldn't we have heard of him prior? Like, he's clearly not one of those bachelors that's out and about dating all the hot young Instagram girlies. Like, that. there's no stories like that. I looked. And maybe, we don't know, maybe things will come out. I have no idea. But there are no stories on him. So that also sounds so promising because I don't... Okay, let me tell you something. Between you and me, if I mentioned this before, I apologize. But between us girls, I fucking don't like when men are on social media. (laughs) And it sounds terrible, I know. But I just don't think they should be posting pictures. Like, Like Instagram is for the girls. TikTok is for the girls. Do you know the girls days and days? Like, why are you on fucking TikTok? Why are you posting stuff? Don't post. Come on here. Like my stuff. Look at what I sent. Look at the memes I sent you and log off. Like that. Don't. No. No selfies. No picture with your friends. Cut it out. Log out. Okay. It's not for you. That's my opinion, okay? And it's it's a terrible opinion. I know it is. And maybe that's cancel. I don't know. Maybe that's cancelable. I don't know. And I really don't care. That's my opinion. And he don't... Elliot posts nothing. And I think he posted in the past. He even posted, she said yes. Like, they. it seems like they have a very lovely relationship. And just the fact that they've known each other for so long... She, her dad loves him. Her dad's friends with his dad. So even if the whole thing is like orchestrated, they seem very happy together. Okay, moving back to all the PR surrounding this and why does everyone all of a sudden give a fuck? I'll tell you why. So I think Chanel was like, we need a rebrand. We need a, we need to like fix this. We need to fix our reputation, but... Chanel cannot rebrand as in actual branding. They can't change their fucking logo. They can't change their designs. The whole point was everything was designed specifically. These bags were specifically designed a specific way by Coco Chanel. She even gave the reasons why, the extra flap and this and that. All the handbag girls will know exactly what I'm talking about. They can't, so they can't change their logo. They can't change their fonts. They can't change anything like that, right? 
but they can do a rebrand of how they market to consumers. And who is more perfect? Sophia, I feel like she was, she's perfect for it. She's perfect for it. She is, she's not the typical Instagram baddie type of girl. Do you know what I mean? She's, she don't have eyelash extensions. She don't, she clearly doesn't have a BBL. I do think she probably had some nips and tucks along the way, but she had very tasteful work. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she doesn't have anything. She don't have fucking, (laughs) she don't have have a mouthful of fucking veneers. (laughs) You fucking. I'm talking about myself, right? Showing on fucking triple D fake titties and fucking veneers. You know, like she's very, she's very, um, what's the word? Some people like to use old money. I don't like that term and I'll tell you why, but and I, I don't like, I told you this. I don't like the fucking term classy either, but she, she, that's how you would just, that's how people describe her. She's very classy. She's very uh, understated, but still well dressed and very. She's gorgeous. Um, she don't wear a lot of makeup. She don't do crazy extensions. If she has any extensions, they're not very dramatic. She don't. You know, she doesn't do any of those high glamour things. She's glamorous, but she's not extra, right? She's extra in a different way. She's perfect for it. She's petite. She's what Chanel wants. She's a petite girl. She's so in shape (laughs) like I saw on her Instagram she was posting um the weeks leading up to her wedding like oh wedding workouts time it's crunch time like I have to lose weight or whatever no she fucking didn't she's been in shape her whole life from what I've seen even the old pictures because you know everybody's bringing up her old pictures because she dated Justin Bieber in the past and everyone's like oh look at her style revolution this is what this is what style can do for you I think it's more than that, too. She's getting older. Like, those old pictures were from when she was, what, 16 to 20, 22. Like, yeah, you're going to dress different as you age. Hello? And I think she is perfect for the role. So they probably saw, like, oh, she just got engaged. And her and her now fiancé is Ellie Grange, like a respectful man you know, all of the rich people shit. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Like, they didn't want someone... There's different types of rich and there's different types of luxury and there's different type, like that old money, new money phrase. She comes from old money. Now, do I like that phrase? Not really. But she comes from old money. Her dad is Lionel Richie. He's worth millions of dollars. He's been successful for such a long time. That one song, he fucking took that right to the bank. He was very smart about his money very early on. So she does come from that. She's not someone who got money out of nowhere. And then, you know, she's, she's accustomed to that lifestyle. She's probably always carried herself a certain way. She knew just what to do. She was raised by the right people. She was always in the right circles. She was perfect for the role. And she never really had a bad reputation. Maybe if I've never heard of it, I've never heard anything bad. The only thing was she dated Scott Disick and people were questioning that, but that's not really on her. That's on him. He's a fuck. He's a grown man with kids. He fucking knew better. As far as her, a teenage girl is going to do what a teenage girl is going to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? I never blame the girl in that case. And she left him anyway because she put her foot down and was like, I'm not staying here so you can keep choosing Courtney. 
No fucking way. She knew her value and she left him. I feel like she's always had a, a pretty good reputation. So she was perfect for this. So it's likely that Chanel contacted her. Their people called her people and they were like, yeah, let's do this wedding. Let's do the wedding. And then what you do after that is you have meetings and you discuss. She she clearly had a say in, you know, how she wanted her wedding along with his family. But she probably sold some of the exclusives. Like, okay, you can wear other pieces during your like wedding weekend. We want you to post a few OOTDs on your Instagram and stuff. And you can include other pieces. But like the main focus needs to be Chanel. She clearly had custom Chanel bags made. She clearly had her her wedding gowns were custom Chanel. There were so many pieces that were clearly custom Chanel, but it was still Chanel. But she mixed it in with other things. It wasn't like an exclusive contract like they did to Margot Robbie. Like Sophia's people were like, no, you can't. We're not only wearing your fucking old lady fucking suits. We'll take a few bags and, and you can get the gown exclusives, but... I need to mix on other pieces. She's fucking 24 years old. Like, hello. In that sense, they did a hard team, did a great job. Whoever Sophia's PR team is, great job. Oh my God, great job. I don't know who they are. I guess I could Google it. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but amazing job. Like she's got, she is, she is who Britney Spears needs. <laughs> whoever, whoever is Sophia's PR team, that's who Britney Spears needs. Because let me tell you something, they were on Sophia's side, okay? They still let her be a bride. They still let her have fun with her wedding. They still let her wear other pieces mixed in with her outfits. They still let her choose her gowns and everything. Like she, whoever is on her team, her people, to launch her new career like this and give her a new spin on her new life as a wife, they... They had her back, okay? They love her. They had her back and they did right by her. That's exactly what Britney Spears needs. That's what I meant by like, Britney needs someone in her corner. That's what this looks like, okay? Britney is the image of what it looks like when you don't have people in your corner, when you can't trust the people around you. That's what that looks like. Sophia is what it looks like when you have a support team who loves you and cares about you and they're in your corner. That's what it looks like. It looks like a fucking gorgeous wedding, in the south of France with custom Chanel gowns, with beautiful outfits, with the most beautiful everything. That's what it looks like, okay? That's also what money looks like. But do you know what I mean? Because Brittany has money too, but it's not looking so hot. Okay, well, I mean, there's mental illness, but do you know what I mean? Like if someone had, if Brittany had someone in her corner, mental illness, illness aside, she still wouldn't be, it would look different. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So that's why we're all of a sudden, everybody's caring about her. It's because there's a huge PR team behind her selling exclusives, pushing the content out, getting the buzz out there, releasing tons and tons of articles. They probably had these PR girls, their fingers were fucking bleeding, contacting every fucking blog, and they were probably like, okay, Sophia, you got to start making the TikToks when you get there. When you get there, start doing like get ready with me's. What do you think they're dumb? You think she's just all of a sudden doing get ready with me's? No, they paid attention. Like, oh, look, Alex Earl blew up because she does get ready with me's. Let, let's do a get ready with me for my wedding weekend. Also, it makes it like you're FaceTiming your friend as she's getting, well, 
if you're her friend, you're going to be there. But it's like talking to your friend, getting ready for her wedding day. She included everyone in these intimate moments that also played out on social media. She let her girlfriends do videos. So a lot of her friends were there also staying at the hotel and they weren't showing every little fucking bit, but she probably, their PR teams probably told her, yeah, yeah, like, please show your outfit, show you get ready with me. Don't be, you know, don't be annoying and like, oh my God, we're at Sophia Richie's wedding. Can you believe it? Like, don't be fucking annoying, but definitely put content out. All of this is a machine. All of this ties together. All of it. Even the stuff where you're like, oh, it feels so natural. Oh my God. It's not a coincidence. There's people getting paid to make sure it goes this way. And it fucking worked. (laughs) It worked. It works. Chanel's search, like the, because you know you can look up how many times people search something, whatever. Chanel went up 300%. Their SEO went up 300%. What that means is tons of people were searching up Chanel, the Chanel house. Do they make other wedding gowns? What are, are these new bags that are out? Now all of like the fashion forward people are going to be, everyone's going to be wearing Chanel again. You're going to see tons of Chanel ballet flats this summer, Chanel pumps, Chanel earrings and bags. You're going to see tons of it, whether it's real fake vintage used, stolen, you're going to see tons of Chanel this summer. Okay. You're also going to see that, what do they call it? Quiet luxury, quiet luxury style, the flared pants, the big sunglasses, very Jackie O style, very posh, very like, what do they call it? Um, modest, very modest um, outfits because her outfits were gorgeous, okay? And you wouldn't describe them as sexy, really. Like, it's not like she was showing a lot of body and stuff. Very modest, very like, it wasn't really about her body and and being sexy. It was very like being, you know, covered up. Be classy. I fucking hate the word classy. (laughs) I hate when someone calls me classy. And I know it's a compliment, but it fucking pisses me off because it reminds me of like classism. And I'm a little, I'm a little annoying like that. I'm not hypersensitive where I, where I will say that. Like when someone says it to me in person, I'm not like, oh, don't say that to me. I don't do that. I'm just like, oh, thank you. Thank you. But in my brain, I'm like, like, what does classy even mean? Think about it. Think about it. Because let me tell you something. They don't want someone that they don't consider you classy just because of the way you dress. That's not what that means. Like the real people that have tons of money. I think because I'm around some of those people and I fucking hate their attitudes. <laughs> I think because I fucking hate the attitude sometimes. I don't like that pretentious fucking, oh, like I'm too, I'm better than you just because they have more money when really that's not what makes you a good person. So anyway, moving on that very, you know, that style, the classy, like uh, covered up, no cleavage, basic colors diamonds, you're going to see a lot of that now. A lot. Like, you know, bright colors are out. (laughs) All of the sex, all of it's done. Now it's going to be very, you know, quiet luxury, no prints, no like, um, what are like LV print? None of those. I'm fucking losing my head. 
you know the Louis Vuitton that you can have the print or you can just have a basic leather bag. It's going to go more towards the basics. And we've already seen that with skims and like, you know, like skims, it's all basic and no logos. It's going to be all like logo free, no logos. Back to Chanel flats, back to like wearing the classic bags and the the Gucci Jackie bag and the Hermes Kelly bags. Like it's going to be all that now, all of it. And a lot of girls are going to be, I think it's beautiful, by the way. I have a lot of pieces like that, like old European, you know, vacationing in the south of France. I happen to really like it. I think a lot of it's very beautiful. Obviously, I like other shit too, but I think it's very beautiful. And I think it's going to set these trends now. And that's exactly why this shit went viral. Because the PR behind it is also working for Chanel and also working with Vogue. And there's probably a staff of 100 plus people behind this PR machine pushing Sophia in your fucking face. As well as nude sticks. So this bleeds into the beauty industry a little bit, which is my realm. So let's talk about nude sticks. I know who nude sticks is. I don't have anything. I was first introduced to nude sticks when I first started because I believe that's when they first started. And their first like... Thing was like having very convenient beauty for like the working woman. Like everything had a brush attached to it. I think there was, there's a lot of kits, like very like easy to go. It's not for the beat face. Like it is not for, you know, like when you see my videos when I'm putting like layers and layers of makeup on it, it's not for that. It's for like the very simple, like when Rebecca would be on the ferry doing her makeup. <laughs> kind of like how my makeup is today. Like during the during the week, if I'm not filming, if I'm wearing a little makeup, I just put on a little blush. I curl my lashes. Maybe I'll do a brow. You know how it is. It's different from like when you're decked out, like layers of photogenic makeup on versus very, very simple. So Sophia's makeup the whole time was very simple like she showed how she did her own makeup she also had makeup artists there and they gave the exclusive on what they what they used on her and a lot of it was nude sticks because apparently months ago Sophia was appointed the beauty what like what is she they made it up they made up some fucking title for her hold on what does this say awkward what what all right I gotta look at that later um, hold on. I'm going to pull up what it says on my sister was texting me. Let me look up what it says on her bio. Cause I remember seeing that. And I'm like, what? Like, that's like a made up role, <laughs> but that's what some brands will do. Even beauty brands. They'll, they'll get a celebrity and make like a fucking new role for them that doesn't exist. But basically it's another word for ambassador. Oh yeah. She's the beauty director of new six. All that means is she's an ambassador and every time she shows herself doing her makeup, she's got to use a nude stick and then she's got to be in a few photo shoots and post on her Instagram like, hey guys, we just released. That's what she does. But is she in the fucking HQ looking at samples and shit? Probably not. That's not really how that goes. They like make up a role. But nude sticks probably paid a lot of money for these placements throughout this whole wedding experience. 
all of their shit is probably selling like crazy now. Their their SEO probably also went up 300% because she was showing, oh, I use this on my cheeks and she did very minimal makeup and a lot of people are commenting on that. I happen to love how she looked. I think on your wedding day and I do this for my clients as well. So I don't post like a lot of my freelance work, but I don't always freelance the way I do makeup on myself. So when I have a client, I do more like, realistic skin like uh, you know what I'm talking about more leaning towards how Sophia had her makeup than how you see on Instagram most of the time for like weddings and I saw in the comments a lot of people saying like I just wish she you know did her hair different or put on a little more makeup like it's your wedding day and she said she wants to look back at her pictures and have them be timeless which I agree with personally I think that using I mean, do whatever you want for your wedding, right? You have to do what makes you happy at your day, whatever. But makeup trends change so often. And I think it's very beautiful to do what compliments you versus like doing a full contour, change your face <laughs> type of thing. And it is very photogenic, but some of it, I, I, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, babe, which means nothing. I think sometimes it is a little bit too much for a wedding day. I think the way she had her makeup per- it was perfect. She was also in direct fucking sunlight, okay? And direct sunlight with tons of makeup on looks way different than how it looks on Instagram. Because on Instagram, we use lighting. Like we use my lights, all these, all these pictures you see with the lights, it blurs the skin. It's something with the combination of the camera and the lights. It blurs out the skin, okay? So you're not going to see the cakiness. You're not going to see the wrinkles. You're not going to see the texture. You're not going to see all that. But it's there. If you were to go into direct sunlight and take the same video, you're going to see texture, fine lines, powderiness, cakiness, skin texture, all of it. Wrinkle, all of it. She probably was like, ah, uh, hello. Well, she looks like she never wore a lot of makeup. But also that direct sunlight, you you really have to pay attention to that. And she probably wants to look back, like all of her pictures, her face is going to look like her face. She don't have heavy contour on that changes like her bone structure almost. All of her pictures are going to look exactly how she looked at 24. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's romantic. And I think there's something very very sweet about looking like yourself on a day that means a lot to you. Like she's going, think about that. She's going to look at those pictures and she looks like who she is. She doesn't look like, oh my God, I don't look like myself because of all the makeup. No, she looks exactly like herself. There's very few differences between when she has no makeup on and her wedding day. I think that's beautiful. And even her hair, you know I love a pulled back bun. (laughs) I love when the hair is out of the face. I love how a bun looks. I think it looks so chic. It looks so gorgeous. And it was also probably hot as fuck under that sun. (laughs) I'm thinking like she was probably so wetting. And also when you're dancing around, you have to change a million times. A bun is just the way to go. And the dresses were so, they weren't like extra in a, in like they were huge but they had so many details 
They had so much beading. They had so many like diamonds on it, flowers, all these different things. Having your hair down with all that beading is just asking for it. Like (laughs) you're asking for the fridge. You're asking for it to be pulled on beading. It's going to look a fucking mess. I also don't like a lot of wedding hair. I love for a wedding, very simple hair. I don't like the curls. I don't like the Hollywood waves. I don't like um, a lot of the half up, half down styles. I personally love like something pulled away from the face, something timeless, simple, elegant, clean with a cute little veil. I love that. I love that. Now for other things, I do love big hair, obviously, right? Because listen, I'm the tackiest person to exist. So it's like, girl, what the fuck? I'm, I know that about myself, but for weddings, I have a different opinion on it. That's all. And I think she did it so beautiful. She looked gorgeous in my opinion. I love how she was so simple and, and not at the same time. And they call it quiet luxury because before they were calling it quiet luxury, they were calling it old money. And let me tell you why old money is just, you don't want to be saying that. Hold on, I need to sip. Ew, did you hear me gulp? Ew. I don't want to get into it with like, oh, people are so fucking sensitive. You can't say anything now. Listen, say what you want to say. Like I said, I never call anyone out in person. I don't make things awkward and I don't complain like that. But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, me and you, the reason why old money is so like weird to say sometimes is because old money is referring to what? What am I going to say? Old money is referring to slave owners, babe. Yes. And that's not the case for this couple, right? Actually, I have no fucking idea where his parents are from. Who knows? That could be the case. I don't know. But most of the time, that conversation of old money versus new money, that's what it has to do with. You can look this up. This is not something that like the internet made up. This is not, oh my God, woke culture. (laughs) Isn't that so fucking annoying? You can't say shit without somebody being like, liberal, liberal. I'm not talking about that. I'm not trying to make this like a liberal, liberal, I can't even say it. A liberal versus, I don't even know what the other ones are. What is it? What is it, far right or whatever? I don't fucking know what they are. I'm not trying to make it that type of conversation. Listen, say what you want to say, babe. I don't give a fuck, okay? I don't judge people like that. I'm not going to fucking assume because of one opinion you have that you're like joining the QAnon. Like, I don't do that shit. And I fucking hate when you say anything and then someone's like, oh, what are you, liberal? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. It's so annoying. Like, hello, some people, some of us can practice duality. Some people are dynamic, babe. That's not like, that's not how things go. Anyway, that's what it comes from. And that's why people kind of, that's where you're going to see more, more, more stories say quiet luxury versus using the term old money. Because a lot of old money is a way to shade new money. Because the money comes from what? Plantation owners and stuff. Let's think about American history. Now, there is some old money that has nothing to do with slaves, I believe. I mean, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know everything about history. 
But a lot of those old money fucking, a lot of the undertones of that is to shade people in the working class, no matter what you look like or where you're from. It's to shade people in the working class. It's to shade people who make less than $2 million a year. So just keep that in mind. But that's why they're switching the terms to quiet luxury. Like, oh, this quiet luxury for the summer. They mean like, um, like what I was explaining. More neutral tones, more classic accessory styles, like maybe like a little oversized black sunny, a, a more simple black leather bag or a white leather bag. Um, uh, what is like espadrilles for the summer, nude tones, uh, a flowy dress, less cleavage out, less booty out, <laughs> stuff like that. And I think in the future we'll see less of everything, to be honest. I think you're going to see less BBLs. You're going to see less boob- boobs, less fake boobs less, um, what else? Less injections. Not to say it's not going to be done. Listen, Sophia has lip injections. Okay. She has Botox. She's got lip injections. She's, she's had filler. She might've had an implant done before on the boobs, but you're going to see small, you're going to see that, but smaller. You're going to see boob implants, but like way smaller. You're going to see BBLs, but you might not be able to recognize them. They're called skinny BBLs where, they're not like all of the fat put in your butt, but they will do lipo around the butt to kind of give you that hourglass shape. You're going to see all that, but it's going to look like the girls who just work out a lot more Pilates people. It's going to go back into that wave of things. That's my prediction. Anyway, I think it's already starting, but this wedding definitely pushed, pushed that forward. And like I said in the beginning, I've never been jealous of a wedding before. I really haven't. I've been to a lot and I've been to a lot of lovely weddings. I've had good times at weddings, but none of them made me feel like, oh, hmm. never. I've never emoted that because I don't love a lot of the traditional, you know, like, you know, one of the cringiest things to me is, you know, like at the reception when the DJ is like, and now here's the bride and groom. Oh my God, cringe. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like the bridesmaid thing. I don't, there's so many things about a wedding that I'm like, that is so not what I'm interested in. But watching this wedding, I was like, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait, 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 wait. I think I'm not well. Can we talk about this? Like, (laughs) this was so stunning, gorgeous. Oh my God, the hotel. I just want to live there. Like, can I live? Can I move in? What do I have to do now? I need to switch careers. How do I make, (laughs) how do I make $10 million by tomorrow? Quick, send me ideas. (laughs) Because it was so beautiful. Like I was thinking this must be, she like, oh my God, like a fucking princess. Think about that. She had her family there. It looked so much fun. It didn't look corny and fucking annoying. It, I don't think she, she didn't have no bridesmaids up there with her being fucking annoying. Like uh, all of it just looked like it was so much fun and so relaxing and so beautiful and so intimate, even though it was clearly like a big wedding, but intimate, like no one else at this fucking hotel, no strangers walking around, everybody in the same place, enough space for everyone. 
probably really good fucking food and drinks. <laughs> the waiters and butler, just like the most opulent luxury ever, but not in a uncomfortable way. Because you know, some too much too much richness. It's like, oh my god, can I even sit here? Like everything feels like a museum. It looked like you can actually live and have a good time and be comfy. And maybe that's just the way they portrayed it. And like her doing her little TikToks made it seem so, so comfortable. But from everything I observed, oh my God, I want to go there so bad. I want to go there so bad. I'm putting it on my vision board. I need to go. I don't know if I'll ever go because that is so expensive. Like price that out. Go ahead. Punch the numbers for me. First class (laughs) flight. I need a first class flight, okay? Because I need to sleep on the way. Please don't. Don't stress me out. I need a first class flight on the way. I need car service in the hotel. <laughs> so what are we at now? 20000 Like, it's so fucking w- the wealth plus the rooms. Because how long are you going to stay there? I don't want to stay for two days. I want to stay the whole week. I want to stay like seven days. Price all that out for me. Was that like 50, 60 grand? Oh my God. Just, just forget it. <laughs> like, just forget it. Take it off the vision board. It's like a joke. Like, it's so expensive. It's so wealth, but it's just so gorgeous. Like, it just looks like, it just looks like, how could you have a bad time there? It looks like it's so comfortable and so beautiful in the pool and just everything about it looks so beautiful. I've really enjoyed watching this whole thing unfold. It's very rare that I give a fuck about these things or weddings in general. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not that kind of person. I never had like a wedding vision board. I've never had, I was never a little girl and was like, this is what my wedding dress will be. I never had that. I don't now, I'm not saying like now I do, but I've never just enjoyed like wedding stuff. I've never enjoyed wedding content. And I've told you guys that before. Like, don't ask me to be in a wedding. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do none of those things. I always found it very bizarre, very weird. But this wedding felt like this is probably what every girl truly wants in her head. Like, I don't think any woman in their head dreams of something, you know, less than that. Like you want that fairy tale of all your families together, everything running smooth, all these people here to celebrate you and everyone's happy and everyone looks gorgeous and the whole place is beautiful and the whole place to yourself and the most beautiful images and fireworks. Oh my God. And they had fireworks at the reception. Oh my God. Everything looked gorgeous. And on top of it, the husband looked looked very, you know, he looked in love with, he looks in love with her. He looked the Photos are so gorgeous. Now, behind the scenes, we have no idea what really goes on. I'm not fucking naive to that. I'm not naive that maybe in like a month or two, there'll be a scandal of like, he did something. We have no idea what will unfold from this. But from what I've seen, this wedding was gorgeous. I'm jealous. (laughs) I want to get married in the south of France at the Eden Rock. Not really, though, because if it's not exactly... (laughs) I'm talking about the whole place to yourself. Like, no, I'm not fucking doing it if we're if there's like strangers down the hall. <laughs> I'm just joking. But it was very beautiful. And I think it was so nice. It was like watching a movie, you know. It was way more entertaining. I loved waiting for the pictures to come out. Also because she's not shoved down our throat. Do you know what I mean? Like she is now, like now she will be. But 
for the for like the rest of pop culture, like when have you heard of her besides like she dated Scott Disick? That was really it. But everything else is always the Kardashians, always Kylie, and always Court. Every everything is the fucking Kardashians and all these other people. And like we're tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. The story never changed. Even with the housewives, the stories never changed. The drama is always the same. It's boring. This is like a new socialite. And Haley Bieber too. Like Haley Bieber was never that likable to me, in my opinion. She's never been my type of girl. She's just not. I don't know. I've never, I never found her interesting. I never found her. I never took a liking to her. She's just like not the type of girl. I don't know. I just never, I was never into it, right? No hard feelings or anything. I'm not, you know, she's just never my, she's not my type of thing that I'm interested in. Sophia, definitely. Definitely. Totally, totally, totally things I'm interested in. I like her style. I like her past styles. I like all of it. I really do. And I think there's a major difference between the two. Um, Yeah. So that's the wedding. Do I have any other notes here about it? No. I think I got everything. Oh, and I want to say one more thing. I miss Wendy. Oh, I miss Wendy Williams so bad. I miss her. I feel like she would have covered this wedding as well. And I was thinking of her as I was watching. Oh, my God. Like, Wendy would have ate this up. Wendy would have had the best TikToks. She would have the best fucking comments about this wedding. Oh my God, I miss her so much. And I feel bad saying that because I'm sure that she misses herself and I'm sure that she wishes, you know, she could have her podcast and her show and everything. And it's very sad. And I don't mean to bring the mood down, but I just wanted to say that, like, I'm thinking of Wendy and you know, that's my girl. You know, I love my Wendy Williams and I'm thinking about her a lot because you know, and I'll tell you this next week if you're interested. Wendy Williams carried me through. Okay. <laughs> Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams saved my fucking life. I don't know. I don't know where I would have ended up, to be honest. And my mom, my mom too. Like my mom was really, really my hero. But I'm talking about the moments I'm alone. Like I'm a grown adult. I didn't live at home. I I should have fucking moved in with my mom at that time. But, you know, the times you're alone, like as a grown adult, when I would be on the bus, when I would be at the gym, when I would be home alone, like watching Wendy Williams. And my mom would even tell me like, okay, calm down, watch, watch, put on a Wendy episode and eat your food and I'll be there this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like her content, her silly jokes and, and her very fluffy content really. So I'm just thinking about her a lot. And I, I miss her so much. And I wish that she was covering this. And I hope she's okay. So I wanted to say that. And I hope she's all right. Because why is that on my spirit? You know what I mean? You know how sometimes you think about something and then something else happens? I hope that she's okay. Because that was really, she really popped in my head today. And I was like, holy shit, I miss her. Like, I, I wish she was covering this. I wish I could put her show on and hear her talking about it. Like I miss hot topics and I miss her quirks and I miss like the silly, silly shit she would say and the controversial shit she would say. Oh, she would have ate up this wedding. Okay. I'm getting dizzy. I have to go make dinner. I have to go make dinner. I have to eat. My fucking head's hurting. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, DM me and let me know what you think about the wedding and everything I said in this episode. All right. I love you guys. Bye.